Welcome back to another episode of Bach Fantasy Talk. I'm your favorite host, Bach, alongside here with the new guest speaker, good old Connor Bach, uh, my brother, who will be hopping on today. Connor, anything you'd like to say before we get started? No, thank you for having me on, Alex Bach. Yeah, always. So, a little bit of a rundown for what this episode is today. Obviously, it's the Bach brothers on it today for this episode, but I'm just going to call this one Bach Talk. Basically, what Bach Talk will be for the future is just like an episode where I'm just going to come on and talk. Don't have really anything sort of planned for this episode. We haven't gotten one out in about a month. Uh, very bored right now, so I figured why not get a short little episode out right now. But here's what I got planned for the future. I have an NFL player interview, which is going to come out very, very soon. A Super Bowl winning quarterback will be coming on. And then we're going to have not the biggest as in most exciting, but the biggest fantasy football episode that will ever happen. What this episode is going to have, I'm going to be picking from all 12 draft spots. We're going to do a mock draft, a full live mock draft. We're going to have NFL season predictions. We're going to have my strategy heading into fantasy football drafts that you should use. And then we're going to have NFL fantasy football rankings, which I'm going to do. And then we're going to do an in-depth dive of every single team. I'm going to bring people on to do a live mock draft. But this live mock draft will consist of members of my league. But they will be picking in the spots before they know where they're going to pick for the league. So all of my fellow league members listening to this podcast, I'm not going to screw you and make you come on and give away your strategy. That's also kind of what I'm going to say. Basically, I'm giving away my whole strategy to everybody, but I'm kind of just going to make it known. So I'm basically sacrificing my fantasy football season for y'all. So uh, you better be happy with what this is. Uh, what we're going to talk about today, first we're going to do the Atlanta Falcons Instagram story uh, exposing ESPN's rankings and then a little bit of over the cap. Again, for fantasy, I am here as a second option for you in helping and providing information. You can go off my rankings. That's what I'm going to go off when I start picking. You can go off my strategy or you can just listen think I'm an absolute idiot and fade me and not do what I do. Remind you, last year I scored the most points in my competitive 12-person league, and I won my 16-person league, so that should be enough to help uh, solidify how my season went last year. Starting off with the Atlanta Falcons Instagram story. Uh, speaking of Instagram, if you have not followed our Instagram, at Talk, I highly recommend you do, because with all the new episodes coming out, and once fantasy season starts, we will be posting weekly. Uh, this is probably the best place to go for all your information. As the time this is being recorded, it is 5.46 p.m. on June 17th, 2023. I'm Alex Bach, alongside here with Connor Bach, and starting off the Atlanta Falcons Instagram story. Connor and I went down for the Falcons OTA, open OTA uh, voluntary OTAs, and obviously we got on the Atlanta Falcons Instagram story. One thing that was kind of cool, well, we stood there for about, I think it was 70 minutes. So we bought like a $5 ticket, took Marta down, and then I just sat in the middle the whole time. You know, if you had to use the bathroom, uh, you're holding it in. So I sat on the 50-yard line for the whole time of that OTA. 
And then, you know, you watch the OTA. I'll post some videos on that. Kind of what I saw, what I kind of took away from it, uh, from the OTA. And then at the end, they ran scrimmages. Well, the offensive players, I think I was on the Delta side of it. I think for the Buccaneers game, I was on the the other side. I don't know what the other one is. It's not Delta. I think it's Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz side. Um, that's where I was the whole last season. And so at the end of it, the Delta side had the offensive players come and, you know, sign autographs. Um, basically every single, like, player came over. The most the most popular guys definitely came over. Yeah, besides Drake London, who was kind of... So, you know, you're sitting there, 50-yard line, and I really didn't bring anything for anybody to sign. Uh, I don't think Connor did. We brought Sharpies, but, like, there really wasn't anything to bring. I think what I'm going to do for open... Uh, open uh, training camp is I'm going to bring st- like buy player cards and have guys sign the cards. So there's nothing to do. So I'm like, I'm not a huge fan of signatures unless it's like a signature with a picture of the person who's signing it. So, you know, I was just like, all right, can I just take a selfie? Uh, Bijan came over. He was definitely the uh, most popular guy there. I would say, right. Yeah. Besides, uh, I think Desmond Ritter was popular, but honestly, I think if he was the quarterback, no one would care about him. Uh, so Bijan came over, and like, if if you see the picture, I'm gonna post all the pictures on the Instagram. Like, I was, we were getting swarmed. Like, you were just getting sucked up. You know, big name, gets a ton of media attention. So he's flying over to us. I just stick my phone out, and he grabs my phone, takes the selfie, and you know, we get that's a cool picture. I think next was, I think it was Algier came next. Algier came. You know, he was. He was kind of, he felt a little awkward just like watching the press. I think he's just not accepting the fact that Bijan's that guy, but I think he knows like Bijan's going to definitely help his career out. Like he's definitely going to get a second contract after that time is done. And it'll also be fresh, but that's aside from the Falcons. Um, Algier was cool, took a selfie. I thought the self, his selfie was honestly the funniest one there. Matt Collins came over. He's happy to be there. He's really excited, really amped up for this team. Um, Hair, he needs a haircut, but he, he's solid, pretty big guy, pretty solid receiver. Um, and then who's next? It was Chris Lindstrom. Well, yeah, Lindstrom was later. So Drake London, of course, skipped over us because it's Drake London and he looked like he wanted to get, he didn't want to be there at the start of the OTA. Um, and then Chris Lindstrom came over. And by the time Lindstrom came over, I think most people were, it was, it kind of cleared out, you know, it was kind of just nice and easy. Um, people were, no one's really rushing. Like, I don't think, I don't think people that many people know who Chris Lindstrom is just because he's kind of not like Zach Martin. Like Zach Martin's been along, around for a long time. A lot of that Dallas Cowboys O-line has been around for a long time. So, I mean, highest graded player in PFF, like most normal Falcons fans should know who he is. And, you know, pretty, pretty big boy, obviously, he's in the NFL. I asked to take a selfie, took a selfie of him. Didn't think much of it, just highest graded PFF player. It was pretty cool. I will say for the three hours we stood on the 50-yard line, it was definitely worth it. Um, And then, you know, later in that day, take Marta home nice and easy. He was kind of satisfied with the visit. And then I think I was at Brittany for the, like, end of 2020 or end of junior class, like, pool party or something. And, you know, just normal party, pool party, just hanging out, having a good time. And someone comes over. I think it was Whit Ramsey. Whit Ramsey comes over, and he's like, oh, you're on the Falcons Instagram. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, 
you know, what, how far back am I? He's like, you're, oh, you're the first slide. I'm like, that, that kind of made my years pretty cool. I mean, I, I rarely happens, right? Chris Lindstorm liked my comment. I was on Tyler, Tyler Algier's Instagram story. I was on Chris Lindstorm's Instagram story. Um, unfortunately, Connor kind of got taken out of the picture, but he did get, we did get on the Freddie Falcon Instagram story too. Uh, pretty cool story though. I can post the picture and the Instagram post, but pretty exciting day for waiting there. Um, I will be going to Falcons OTA. I think it's July 29th. I got to buy tickets for that, but I will be there again to say hi uh, to the fellows. Good team this year. I went out. What I will say, what I took away from OTAs, Bijan is definitely the fastest player I've watched in person in a while. That mofo can fly across the field. He can catch. I expect the explosive runs. Um, from a passing standpoint, I was more impressed with Heineke. I thought Ritter was more checkdown oriented, which I think will definitely help with Bijan. I think was it Heineke or was it uh, Ritter who had thrown to London in the top left corner of the end zone? It was Ritter. It was it was Ritter. I I guess Ritter had a good ball to London. Uh, I think London's definitely going to take a huge leap. Uh, what I took away is Bijan may still not be the right pick, but he's still a very very elite player. Definitely will change this offense. Uh, Bates was not there. Clayus Campbell was not there. Uh, not surprised. Cordero Patterson was not there. Uh, and Kyle Pitts was Kyle Pitts. There. Well, Kyle Pitts is still hurt, but he'll be back. Uh, but that's definitely a player we're going to talk about from a fantasy perspective, too. Connor, you want to share? Basically, it was really cool. I enjoyed it. thought it was a cool way to start the summer off. Connor, anything you want to say about the Falcons OTA story? No, except, you know, staying there for a long time. Ton of people crowded up on you. It was great time. I was a little upset that you know Drake London skipped and Desmond Ritter skipped us. He thought he was pretty much him after having a all right rookie season. Hasn't done the best, but I think he will start to come around the season hopefully and lead the Falcons to win the division. Yeah, I will say Ritter definitely looked a lot more tone, put on a ton of muscle. So I'm not expecting a huge leap, but with the offense this team runs, there is no excuses for Desmond Ritter. So cool story that took about six minutes to talk about, but that was I thought that was pretty uh, pretty interesting and cool to talk about from the Falcons OTA story. Um, Super Bowl winning quarterback will be on the podcast soon. I'm gonna work on. Uh, Make, making up some questions for that tonight. So we're going to have another, hopefully, most likely, another NFL player interview uh, for the podcast. So that's another thing to look into. And you know what? We haven't talked about this in a while, and it's been a long time since I posted an episode. But I believe it is now time to talk about fantasy football. But in this episode, we're not. We're going to talk about the free agents remaining. Um, I'm just going to do some salary cap stuff. And then I'm going to do some uh, fantasy stuff. This episode probably should be about at what we're at, 30, 45 more minutes. Um, sending questions to me on the Instagram. I'll be posting some stuff asking your fantasy football questions. Once Athlon Sports released their fantasy football magazine, that's what I'm going to start my complete dive um, into this uh, 2023 season. This episode will be named Bok Talk in the fantasy football season preview. It will be the biggest episode I'm going to make sure I have everything down. So like when you look, when I post episodes below the titles, like a little sub description 
please read that sub description because I'm going to write down all the times of when I'm doing every single team so you can just skip ahead to stuff you want. Um, share it to your friends because it's going to take at least probably over five hours for me to do all this research and all this fancy football stuff and get everything set up. So it's going to be the biggest episode yet. ton of people are going to be on it. A uh, ton of faces saying what they believe. Um, we're going to get a ton of people. So again, it's going to be an awesome ex- episode. Next two episodes are probably going to be the best episodes uh, this podcast has seen. But the John Fitzpatrick interview was a good one. Um, one thing I found interesting, I will say, we'll do a little Falcons talk right now. Um, I think Heineke, the signing makes more sense now that I look at it from a salary cap standpoint. Kind of stinks as a contract if you're paying him $9 million next year to sit the bench. But I think it's more of like insurance value this year. Heineke definitely wants to be here. He's doing one of those camps or one of those like golf things where it's like Taylor Heineke comes back to Atlanta. Um, so at least he wants to be here. I think you get guys who want to be here. Jesse Bates wants to be here. Glaze Campbell definitely wants to be here. Um, so you're bringing in guys. I think Jeff Okuda is definitely going to take a leap. I was watching him at practice, and that secondary, the chemistry is unbelievable. I hopefully think Jesse Bates just slides right in. He's definitely a bigger name, definitely a superstar, probably the best safety the Falcons have had, honestly. Uh, but that's not too hard to pass. But this team got better, and I'm just going to kind of just go with the flow. Connor, jump in if you want to say anything. But uh, the wide receiver room definitely needs some work. I don't think there's a guy you can go out and get to make this wide receiver room any better. I don't think there's worth a first-round pick next year for a wide receiver. Offensive line is going to be elite. I don't know if Rodney Hudson's still in the market. I would go and try to sign him um, for the team. He is currently a free agent, so I would sign Rodney Hudson. you got to spend the salary cap. Might as well spend the money. Wow, you still got it. Spend the money. Reach zero on the salary cap. Have the, the best offensive line in the league. You just drafted Bergerson, who's arguably the best blocking guard in the draft. Um, So this team's going to be really elite. I think this team's going to be good. I think this team, if the fact they won seven games last year, granted, you know, you can count the last two games out, right? You know what? Arizona was hurt. Tampa Bay didn't play their starters. When they did play their starters, the game was actually... Uh, the energy in that building was awesome. Probably one of the best first quarter experiences of Falcons game in a while. But this team should win the South. And that's just because they got better. Like, where did New Orleans get better? Do they really get get better at quarterback? Derek Carr couldn't, con- couldn't, oh my God, I can't talk. Couldn't succeed in Vegas with Devontae Adams and probably the best running back last year and Josh Jacobs. Where did Carolina really upgrade? Like, sure, they upgraded at quarterback, but when I mean upgrade for this year, Bryce Young's not going to be a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he's not going to be a good quarterback this year just because the game has changed so much. Unless Carolina kind of did or kind of did what Cincinnati did to Joe Burrow and they already sent him the whole playbook and he's already working in with the guys. I don't think Bryce Young, I think he's going to be the week one starter. Absolute zero fantasy value. Zero fancy value to that team. But they didn't upgrade. Like, Von Bell's, I mean, that's not a huge upgrade. Like, Jesse Bates for the Falcons is a huge upgrade. Von Bell's not a huge upgrade. Brian Burns is elite, though. J.C. Horn's elite. They added Hayden Hurst at tight end. Like, that's not that big of a deal. Like, sure, they got DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, but remember they lost 
DJ Moore, they don't have a first-round pick next year. So if you want to succeed in the National Football League, sure, they're in a bad division. Sure, they'll have the best quarterback in two years. But right now, for Bryce Young, I don't think Miles Sanders is that much of an upgrade. Like, sure, you sign a running back for four, four years, $26 million. That's not, that's not a success to winning football games. But I think Bijan's better than Miles Sanders, so you can say, oh, well, the Falcons spent a first-round pick on a running back. Yeah, but if you use Bijan as a, let's call him a complex player, versatile. That's what everybody loves to use. He can play the whole field and not use him as a running back. I think that's going to be perfectly fine. I mean, he gives you some media attention, which I think the Falcons have kind of lacked over the past few years once Julio Jones left. Uh, they really didn't receive much with Matt Ryan. Maybe the only media attention they received is when uh, Kyle Pitts got drafted and they posted some picture of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, and Hayden Hurst. So, this team's trending in the right direction. This would be a good football team. But right now, with what we're going with, they should win the South. So let's kind of get – that's really got really off topic. But let's go to the uh, best free agents available. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He's still in his prime. He's still a good receiver. And like Amon R.A. St. Brown said, whatever team he goes to, he's going to make an impact. He's going to be a good receiver. Personally, I think he goes to New England. I think he wants to go to New England. Uh, we'll dive more into the season preview. Uh, he goes to New England. I think the AFC East will be an awesome division. I don't think Buffalo wins the division. I think Miami wins the division with the New York Jets at second, Buffalo Bills at third, and Patriots at fourth. But this helps Mac Jones. This gives him a step forward. Again, Aaron Rodgers turned down the Patriots because he. I don't think guys like the Patriot way. Like It's like Bama. Like If you don't like it, don't go play there. Uh, maybe Georgia's also creating that same culture as well. But I think Hopkins goes to the Patriots. I see his fantasy football value as a fourth or fifth round pick. Um, next best free agent available, uh, Nguake. It doesn't make sense why he's not signed. I think the most likely scenario is he goes back to Indianapolis. They got a ton of cap space. Chicago would kind of make some sense. Maybe just sign him and trade him. I think some teams should just give him a five-year deal. Like Frank Clark's getting five and a half million. I wish Terry Fontenot just signed Frank Clark. Awesome move by the Chiefs to not bring him back. But this, Nguake is a valuable player who will get you 10 or 12 sacks. You know, maybe he won't. If he goes like Baltimore, like Baltimore would be a perfect fit because they lost Clayus Campbell. But it's weird to me he's on a team uh, but he will end up on a team, I think, right when like training camp starts is when all these guys start signing. Uh, next guy, Dalvin Cook. He played through a shoulder injury for a lot of years, and I think the running back market is something we got to talk about. Josh Jacobs should sign the franchise tag. I think Tony Pollard already did, and Saquon Barkley should sign it. Saquon Barkley should have taken that three-year, $30, $36 million deal a while ago because he's not going to get a better deal than that. I think if you pay Saquon, it's kind of stupid. I do think Daniel Jones is going to take another step forward this year. But the running back market's so poor. Like, Bijan is so lucky he got picked that high, and so is Jameer Gibbs, because they're going to get paid a ton, and the mark, the value stinks. Like, I bet you if Saquon was released or he just didn't sign the tag, it would take a while for, for him to get signed, and they would have to sign a cheap deal. I think Dalvin Cook, if anything, signs like a two-year, $15 million deal with $10 million guaranteed. 
because he's just getting old. And general managers in today's age, this is what I've been saying for a while now, you don't have to pay running backs to win, and you should not pick a running back in the early rounds if you want to win. I think there's that stat where, like, the past 10 Super Bowl champions, like, their pay for the running back has, like, been always under $3 million, and the last team to win was, like, the Seahawks with the Legion of Boom. Uh, next free agent available, Jadavion Clowney. I just think he ends up going back to uh, Houston. I mean, he's not signed for a reason. I think he's kind of honestly a cancer in the locker room. I think he's big letdown for the, obviously the first overall pick. But I think he goes back to Houston just because that's where his spot is. And him and Will Anderson honestly have some fun. Uh, Dalton Riser. I uh, don't even know who that is. I don't I don't even know. Uh, this is a fantasy podcast on an NFL podcast. Marcus Peters. Um, he'll, he's still a starter. He'll sign somewhere for cheap, but, um, I don't even know where he's going to go. Goes to Cleveland. Melvin Ingram, he's old, 34 years old. Man, just go sign somewhere. Uh, all these other guys, I don't care. John Johnson, I'm actually surprised he's not signed somewhere. Uh, received a huge contract from the Browns, but it didn't pan out. Um, but he probably will end up in Los Angeles, probably honestly on the Rams. I think a lot of guys just want to play in L.A. at this point. Moving on uh, to our next cap over-the-cap situations. Um, I don't know how cap really works throughout the years. i got to keep in mind on that. Just keep in mind the Bears, Cardinals, and Panthers are at the top. Um, I don't know if I don't think cap pushes back to the next year. I gotta ask uh, the cap guy on Twitter how that works. So I'll research cap some more before I get back to it. But let's just say, I think the fans I have who listen to this, this I just have Jets, uh, Falcons, and Steelers. So Jets got twenty three million, Steelers fifteen, Falcons I think are about nine point five <coughs> is what I read the other day. So um, Falcons I still think can make one more move. Do I think they do it at this point? Probably not. So just uh, just expect like the Panthers to sign someone. I think because they got a ton of money. Um, we'll just see how this year goes. Let's just move into the fantasy football talk side of things. So again, I, I'm bolstering up this big episode. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Probably will be over at least an hour and a half. But uh, with what we got right now, I'm just going to kind of do, I haven't done much fancy football research, but what I'm going to do is look at the ESPN mock draft rankings. I think most of the people who listen to this play on ESPN. So I'll show you what I think is right and wrong and where you should want to pick. I don't know how early you guys pick uh, what pick you want this year, but I'm just going off a 12-man PPR standpoint because that's what I use. Uh, I think that's what most people use, 10 or 12. Uh, if you do a 12 or a 10 person, just just don't be lazy and just do the math. I think I think 12 is probably the best number. Um, I think 16 last year. I think I did a phenomenal job drafting last year. Obviously, I won, um, but I can give you some advice. Just DM me at Bach Fantasy Talk. I can answer your questions. I can do all that, um, and I'll put up like a little question blurb early in the year. Um, I'll I'll make sure that episode's hyped up and we'll get a ton of people on it. Connor, you want to say anything? The fantasy about the draft, where you're picking for 10 to 12, I would, I normally like to pick, you know, either early or later, because if you're in the middle, you don't know who you really want, You, if you're at the beginning, you can get someone who you want, 
And if you're at the back, you can get two solid people on that snake draft that you know are going to perform well for your team. And then you're going to have to wait a little bit, but it's worth it once you get those two good people that can carry your squad through the season. So I'm going to give you a question. So would you rather have, like, yeah, so let's say you get, like, Jonathan Taylor and C.D. Lamb, but then you can get, like, Austin Eckler and you can get Brees Hall and a quarterback. Do you – I already know my answer, but do you like picking a quarterback early? No. Why? There are plenty of quarterbacks that can get you, you know, a decent amount of points. Might not be getting you, you know, 28 points like Patrick Mahomes every week, but they'll get you a solid 20. And if you have those other, you know, running backs or wide receivers or tight ends that get you those extra eight points, it's more beneficial to your team. That's ex- like. that's exactly what I was going to slide into. So, yes, it is nice to have the Patrick Mahomes. It is nice to have the Jalen Hurts because you know what you're getting Every single week. But here's my thing. Let's say Patrick Mahomes goes down. Unfortunately, it's inevitable. That will probably happen one season. If he stays healthy his whole career, that's absolutely incredible. But you can just pick up a guy like Aaron Rodgers on the waiver wire or Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett will be solid this year. And you can replace that. But let's say Austin Eckler goes down and you don't have his handcuff. It's going to be tough to replace that. It really is. So I like to pick for depth in the middle like rounds. I always wait on a quarterback. I think last year I waited for a quarterback, and I think there were two teams who already picked a backup quarterback before I picked my starting quarterback. Uh, last year I kind of missed on my quarterback. I picked Trey Lance. Um, obviously that didn't pan out well. But again, I, I picked up Geno Smith, and he was my starter for about 10 weeks. Uh, scored the most points in the league. Uh, in the other league I had... I think I started Derek Carr my championship week. I started some random quarterback, and I won. Like I won my fantasy draft. Um, one guy I love this year is Daniel Jones. But like you look at the top twelve quarterbacks, you know, all right, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Fields, Herbert, Sean Watson's gonna be a good fantasy quarterback. Trevor Warren, Stack Prescott, Kirk Cousins, like Daniel Jones and Tua Tagovailoa are good fantasy football quarterbacks. When Tua was healthy. Here's a stat line. 14, 38, 11, 15, 29, 24, 23, 15, 13, 12, 18. Concussion out, out for the year. Like, in that Green Bay game, he had, I think, probably 12, 15 points at halftime, and then he was concussed, so he had three interceptions. Um, yes, two is kind of risky. Uh, Geno Smith was fifth quarterback last year. He was so consistent. Before, before he popped off, before he played the two trashy teams in Atlanta and Detroit, 18, 31, 24, 12, 13, 19, 20, 19, 19, 22, 20. And he's got good weapons. Last year, Owen Bowden, I think was week five, talked about you want quarterbacks on good teams. Justin Fields isn't on a good team. And if you watch ESPN, they love to talk about Justin Fields. They love him. I don't see the hype in Justin Fields. The Chicago team didn't get that much better. They added a couple linebackers. And they added a tackle who's not going to be good. Like, tackles coming out of college and into the NFL. Like, sure, Darnell Wright's playing against Will Anderson. Like, if he did well against Will Anderson, and then, what, Tennessee played Georgia. Like, you're just going to struggle against Georgia. That's the reality of it. But they didn't improve. Like, I'm, I'm just looking. Like, they added DJ Moore, Tremaine Edmonds. Like, they, the rebuild-wise, like, rebuilding-wise, they're doing a tremendous job. But this year's not their year. It's not their year. We'll get into that later. 
But right now, I, I'm not loving Justin Fields. Um, but getting back to what I was saying, you can wait on quarterbacks. Who am I picking first? The dummy answer is Justin Jefferson. The dummy answer is Justin Jefferson. The smart answer is Travis Kelsey. And here's why. How I view Travis Kelsey, the point differential is through the roof. So let's say I'm playing Connor's team this week. You know, I got my quarterback. I got Gene. I got Gino. I, I last year I had Eckler. And let's say Connor has – who was your tight end last year? Well, I had Kelsey. Uh, name another tight end. You know. Greg Bolchich. That's his tight end. So how I – who was your wide receiver one? It was DK Metcalf. All right. That's fine. So, well, that was mine. Oh, your team is exactly like mine. Let's pick up, let's look up someone's team last year. Let's go to the most, let's see the person most likely not to listen to this podcast. Let's call that Daniel Hollingsworth. Week one. Uh, this is actually, let's see, let's go to league home year 2022. Um, opposing teams. Who would listen to this podcast? Casey Comerford will definitely listen. He'll text me. Casey Comerford won our league. He beat me in the playoffs. Quarterback, Prescott. Running back, McCaffrey, McKinnon, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, George Kittle, Jacoby Myers. Pretty good team. His team got hot last year. So if my quarterback's Geno Smith, but let's view this at it. His, his wide receiver one is Tyreek Kill. I view my wide receiver one when I have Travis Kelsey. Yes, Travis Kelsey. And I view my flex which I think last year was DK Metcalf as my tight end. So I got my wide receiver, my tight end, my wide receiver one's Kelsey, my wide receiver two is T. Higgins, my wide receiver three is CeeDee Lamb, and my flex is DK, or my tight end is DK Metcalf. That's how I view my team. So if Travis Kelsey can outscore Justin Jefferson, you know, you know Greg Dolchich isn't scoring 20 points guaranteed every week. So if I can beat you, if I can beat your wide receiver one with my tight end, my wide receiver three, DK Metcalf, is going to beat your tight end unless your tight end has a career week. So that just helps so, so much. Um, I think it's always good to have, like, one good, like, depth running back. Like, maybe, like, DeAndre Swift, who I think will be big early. Or, uh, like, Cortland Sutton will be a good guy. And that's, I don't look at bye weeks when I'm picking in the first seven rounds because I don't pick a quarterback until after the seven rounds. So, I will pick, I think last year I picked, like, Antonio Gibson as my, like, depth. Or who did I know? Week one, my depth running back was James Robinson. Well, he was my handcuff. And my backup wide receiver was Kadarius Tony. Because why not take a chance? So, that's how I view these teams as, like, you pick your first seven. You pick the guys you like. And you don't win fantasy drafts in the first three rounds. You win them in the last rounds. Like last year, Case coming for one our league, Jarek McKinnon absolutely dominated the playoffs. Dominated the playoffs. So that's how you win. Like you win just by making it to the playoffs. Eight teams make the playoffs in our league. The only bum manager to not make the playoffs in our league is Luke Harper. I'm going to talk about my league throughout the whole season. So get used to it. If you want to look at the teams, just let me know. I'll send them to you. But this is how you win in fantasy leagues. Running back this year, I think the running back class is deep. Uh, let me look at the 
Oh, all right. I gotta hop back into a mock draft. So you think the running back class is deep? Uh huh. Are you gonna wait? You know, maybe to take a chance on you know Bijan Robinson. No, you're not taking a. Well, first of all, you're not taking a chance on Bijan Robinson because Bijan Robinson is a first round pick. You're not taking a chance on a first round pick. Or are you gonna? Are you gonna take a you know a questionable running back, but you know a Justin Jefferson type of wide receiver in the first round is gonna get you 20 points a week, or Travis Kelsey, or are you gonna pick that running back and have to wait on those positions? All right, so. If I don't answer your question, let me know and ask me another question. But let's say I get the first pick. I'm going to look. I'm going to, you know, call whoever two or three. Hey, you, you want, can I move back? Like, move back and I'll go go pick Kelsey at two or three. Because I don't think anybody with my league would like to pick uh, Kelsey at one. When it comes down to wide receivers or running backs, I it just depends, like, what you want. Like, you look at the wide receiver, the running backs this year, I think Kamara's going to get suspended. But, like, Alright, now we're on the top. Why is J.K. Dobbins holding out? It's stupid. But Cam Akers is the 25th running back. I think Cam Akers is good value for where he is. Like Swift is the 29th running back. Uh, Javante Williams is the 30th running back. So y- there's a ton of running backs you can get later in the year. Like P. Ryan would good, be a good... If you pick Kamara, P. Ryan would be a good option. So... This class is deeper, and I like it more. Like you're getting more pure running back ones in the later rounds. Like Najee Harris is ranked 15 on ESPN, so like I can get as a running back one. I mean running back one on their team. So you can go like Jefferson, uh, AJ Brown, and then you can go Najee and Jameer Gibbs. Like I don't mind that. Like James Conner, sure he's not going to get a lot of touchdowns, but they're going to be passing the ball, and he catches passes. Like name another running back on the Cardinals. Name one. You can't. Name another running back on the Steelers. Can't. Name a running back, another running back on Minnesota. Name another running back on Carolina. Name another running back on Cincinnati. Name another running back on New England. Name another running back on Baltimore. Name another running back other than Rashad White on Tampa. Name another running back other than Cam Akers in L.A. Name one. I haven't heard one. Name another running back. Well, name another running back on Buffalo besides James Cook. Devin Singletary. Damian Harris. Devin Singletary's in Houston. Mm. So you can get all these guys later. Like Damian Harris. If another thing, if you pick like Eckler, you gotta pick his handcuff. Like I hope Elijah Mitchell leaves San Francisco because if he leaves San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey is my running back one. Also, some people are a little scared to take Austin Eckler this year. There's not much competition yet, and he's in a contract year, so he's going to want to do well. Um, I think the situation isn't that awkward as it seems from what he's telling or what I'm uh, seeing on social media. But uh, there is nothing nothing else that I feel right. Like, any other questions you have? Nope. No? You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, where I would like to pick... Oh, I didn't even hop in a mock draft. Um, kickers. Pick a kickers indoors. Defense. Just pick the defense that is playing Anthony Richardson week one. It's not that hard. Or CJ Stroud week one. Just pick that defense. It's not that hard. Let's look at the NFL schedule. NFL schedule. Uh, again, we'll get all of this in the season preview, which should come around in late June. 
But uh, the defenses I like week one, Ravens, Falcons. Uh, Patriots. Pay- Ooh, that's oh, no. the Eagles? Hell no. Mm. Uh, Jaguars, Saints, Titans, 49ers, Commanders, Broncos. Uh, that's basically it. Bears, baby. Give me the Bears. Um, all right. I'm going to hop into a mock draft lobby and just see. Oh, give me this team. Sloughful. Boom. I'm going to show you where I like, where I would like to pick, like just from a first round standpoint. Um, and then also the position rankings for next year. So we're just going to look at ESPN. Their rankings are going to change. Uh, there might be some flaws. But um, I'm just going to talk about ESPN's position rankings and then we'll get out of here. Um, while I'm waiting for the ESPN thing to load, uh, please send in questions. I'll make a little blurb for that. Um, like always, share to your friends and follow us on the Instagram. Uh, nothing else I got to talk about. But again, once I get that magazine, I just start writing things down, write things down. It's going to be a very long episode, multiple segments. I'm going to put the times on that. So that's going to take me forever. So go listen to the next episode. The next two episodes are going to be good ones. I'll probably end up doing like a season preview because season preview racks up a lot of listens. And then I'm also going to do probably a week, definitely a week one preview, uh, maybe a Bach talk episode in there, just kind of talking about how my fantasy draft went before you do yours. Um, I might do that the night after my draft. Uh, record that. Reminder, the time we're recording this is 6 20 p.m. Saturday, June 17th, because I'm just a loser and have nothing else to do tonight. All right. Damn right. All right. Rankings. So I'm I'm liking through ESPN's rankings right now. I would like to pick either one through eight. Here's the guys you're getting. Jefferson, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, Bijan, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. Um, here's how I would do it. I would go Kelsey one, Jefferson two, McCaffrey three, Eckler four, Jamar Chase five, Bijan six, Cooper Cup seven, and Tyreek Hill eight. That's what I would do this year. I think AJ Brown's a little too high, but he did finish well last year. Um, I, I think I would pick AJ Brown over Monterey St. Brown. I think I would pick CeeDee Lamb over AJ Brown. Um, I would pick, I actually would move down Stephon Diggs to after AJ Brown. Um, Josh Jacobs at 17 is pretty good value if he signs the franchise tag. Uh, Nick Chubb at 18, I think, is a little too high. Uh, Garrett Wilson at 19, I think, is pretty good. Um, I think Waddle at 20 is pretty solid, but I would not pick Waddle in the second round. Um, Pollard at 21 is excellent value. Brees Hall at 22 is excellent value. Etienne at 23 is a little too high. Uh, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts at 24 through... Uh, well, I don't know why these rankings are all over the place, but uh, 24, 26, and 28 is a little high. Uh, DK Metcalf 30 is perfect. T Higgins at 31 is perfect. Devontae Smith at 32 is a little low. Uh, Mixon at 33 is pretty good. So is Stevenson at 34. Like those guys are there at 34 is tremendous. Uh, Najee Harris at 35 is a little too much. Um, picking Travis Kelsey. Um, Jameer Gibbs at 37 is pretty good. I think they're going to use him more as a receiver, but it's still questionable. I think it's going to be like a DeAndre Swift, uh, Jamal Williams type of situation. And I always like to stay out of those personally. But I think it's just one of those things where it's tough at the draft. Like, you just got to make a decision. Like, either you're in, you're, in, you're in, or you're, you're in or you're out. Just like Kyle Pitts. Either you're in 
or you're out. Debo Samuel, you're in or you're out. Uh, Chris Godwin, Christian Watson, you're in or you're out. Um, DJ Moore, you're in or you're out. McLaurin, I'm in. Jerry Judy, you're in or you're out. I'm out. Calvin Ridley, I'm in. Mike Williams, I'm out. Marquise Brown, I'm 100% staying away from him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I'm staying away from him. Uh, Tyra Lockett at 72 is great value. So is Cam Akers. Um, Kittle at 80 is excellent value. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Kamara at 90 and 91. But I just think that's ESPN in June just kind of waiting to see how their season goes. Um, so I'm, I'm going to stop the episode here. Uh, nothing else to really talk about. I'm kind of just babbling on. Uh, let me look if there's anything else I want to talk about. Uh, I don't think John. I think still still think Jonathan Taylor's a little risky. I do think Anthony Richardson is the only rookie quarterback who's going to provide some fantasy value for his team, just because the rushing upside is absolutely ridiculous. Um, there is thirteen quarterbacks I like for fantasy this year, but there's a couple you can go over and be fine. Uh, but I'm 100% waiting for a quarterback again this year. Connor, any last comments, questions, or concerns? So, since Aaron Rodgers has left the Packers, how do we think Jordan Love is going to fit in with their offense in his first year? Yeah, so it's his, what, fourth year in the league. Um, I think he'll fit in fine, just because he's been there um, for so long. At least he knows the offense. Like, it's not a rookie. You're bringing him in, and he's got to figure out what to do. I think he's going to struggle. Like That's a good thing with the Falcons, like bringing up the Falcons. You play in week two. Like Having Bryce Young week one and Jordan Love week two is absolutely incredible scheduling for the Falcons just because those guys are inexperienced being starters. At least Desmond Ritter's played four straight games, and he knows he's the starter going into this season. This is Jordan Love's and Bryce Young's also first time as a starter going into this season. I think Jordan Love struggles at first, but he finds his way. But I think they end up beating Chicago in week one. Another, any other comments, questions, or concerns? None. All right. Thank you for listening to Bach Talk 1 uh, in June. Remember, follow the Instagram to keep out for any other episodes that will be coming soon. There's going to be some good ones, which I'm going to work on after this episode is over. I'm Alex Bach alongside here with Connor Bach. And like always, we will see you next time.